go back to the story we covered earlier around smoking. Uh, there are more calls, or there are calls for complete transparency on any past or present dealings MPs have had with tobacco companies. The coalition is set to repeal Labour's smoke-free legislation, and the government's rationale for that is that it would be difficult for retailers to implement and lead to rising crime in a black market. In Giles Dexter's story, we heard Otago University public health professor Janet Hook saying uh, that reasoning, reasoning is very similar to talking points of tobacco companies. Well, she is on the line now. Kia ora, good morning. Kia ora, Corin. So what have you done here? You've sort of compared talking points, have you? Yeah, that's right. So we looked at arguments that politicians have used and then we compared those to the arguments that tobacco companies have relied on when they were making submissions on the legislation. And like you say, what we found was that politicians had relied on arguments that illicit trade in tobacco would increase and that crime would increase. And that's even though there's a lot of evidence showing that illicit tobacco trade has plateaued, might even be declining, and that we have police reports showing that ram raids have actually been decreasing since 2022. Now, it's not really surprising that tobacco companies use disinformation to argue their case, but it is very surprising to see that government ministers are putting forward the same points, particularly when the coalition agreements say that they're going to be making evidence-based decisions. They're clearly not making evidence-based decisions. They are not following public opinion. So I think we're entitled to say, well, what is it that's driving the decisions about policies that they want to put forward, or in this case, repeal? Mm. Are you not confident in the current transparency measures that are in place in Parliament? I mean, there are a number. If you think of the Cabinet Office and the manual and the requirements that ministers disclose any potential conflicts... Uh, then you've also got a donations requirements as well. Aren't they the safeguards that we have in, a, in, a, in the democracy to ensure that, that things, everything's OK? Look, I think that we can go a lot further than that. Uh, we're actually signatories to a World Health Organization Framework Convention on Tobacco Control. Now, that's a legally binding international agreement that requires our policymakers to have really high levels of accountability and transparency. I don't think that we've seen anywhere near the levels of either accountability or transparency that the public deserves, particularly in this case when we know that the government doesn't have a public mandate for what they're doing and they're overturning a policy. So what would you like to see, a diary? Are you talking about sort of, you know, uh, public publication of diaries so that people know if there's any meetings with tobacco industry? Or what are you talking about? I think what we need to have is a declaration that sets out every engagement that politicians have had with any member of a tobacco company in the past any engagement that's continuing at the moment. And I think we also need much higher transparency about their engagement with these so-called think tanks, many of which get funding from tobacco companies. I think that there is a lot of murkiness about those organisations and that a little bit of sunlight would go a long way for people to understand Mm. how policy is being developed. Putting aside whether you like tobacco companies or not, they are allowed to, to lobby, right? I mean... If the government's proposing a law change on smoking, they can presumably, they are allowed to presumably try and represent their argument, whatever it is. Um, you'd have no problem if, if people, if an EMP says, look, I have met with a tobacco company because they were trying to argue something about my law change. 
Well, actually, the Framework Convention on Tobacco Control has got a really important article, Article 5.3, and that sets out important limits on how our policymakers ought to be engaging with tobacco companies, and it requires that there's only the minimal level of engagement uh, that's required to develop policy. And I think where lobbying uh, is occurring, then to my mind, that oversteps that minimal level of engagement that we are committed uh, to seeing occur. What about the the litigious elements? I mean, you know, if they are challenging, they're challenging particular government policies on legal grounds. I mean, where does that come in? Um, I think, of course, they've got uh, legal avenues open to them if that's what they want to pursue, but that's a different prospect to lobbying. And I think where the murkiness is, is is around lobbying. I think once a tobacco company starts taking a legal um, chain of um, line of action, then uh, we have documents that are going to be able to be disclosed to the public. We can see the arguments that are being put forward and the responses to those. We don't have that level of transparency with lobbying and that's why we need to know who's meeting whom, what kind of arguments are being put forward and we need to have opportunities to test and explore those arguments. What we've seen in the submissions is that tobacco companies have used arguments that lack evidence and politicians' wholesale adoption of those arguments, I think is deeply concerning. What does the practice say in Australia? I mean, do they have a similar sort of transparency there? Uh, Well, Australia is also a signatory to the Framework Convention on Tobacco Control. I don't know the specific arrangements that they have there, but I think it would be a very good idea for us to have a look at what uh, similar countries have got in place and to see what kind of best practice we might be able to adopt here because I don't think that we have a best practice program at the moment for ensuring that transparency and accountability. All right, thank you very much. That is Janet Hook. Uh, from Otago University, a public health professor with a call there for greater transparency around uh, any interactions between the tobacco industry and uh, government.